my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I'm bringing to you the final episode in the Joey's Ladies series. We're going to meet Roxy Martin from season seven and season seven, episode 16. Joey's Funny Valentine. This episode aired January 25th, 1994. Joey thinks he has found his dream girl, comic Roxy Martin, but she turns out to be a nightmare. So I'm going to read the DVD description. I know it's the DVD case description. I haven't done that in a bit and I do apologize, but let's see here. Did you hear the one about the girlfriend nobody likes? Joey's sweetheart is a comic with a mean sense of humor. All right, this episode's got a 6.6 out of 10, based on 224 ratings. Of course, guest starring, guest starring, we have Felicia Michaels as Roxy Martin. Let's see if what else she's actually done. Looks like the last thing she was in something in 2019, The Real Geezers of Beverly Hills Adjacent, she played Angry Woman. She was also an episode of Bobby's World from 1994. If you remember that show, it was on Fox, usually Saturday mornings. I watched it. She was in the episode, doesn't say who she played, season five, episode four, Bobby's Big Boo-Boo. Bobby needs to get his tonsils removed. Oh my goodness. And, I mean, other than that, she was in a couple episodes of the new WKRP in Cincinnati that ran from 91 to 93. And she was in... She has a couple of producing credits, too, but uh, that's pretty much it. That's honestly pretty much it. So this episode was directed by John Tracy. We got writers. We got Jeff Franklin, their creator, and Adam I. Lapidus. Let's see. We have trivia. We don't have any trivia for this episode. Okay. How about user reviews? Oh, wow, someone gives this a 1 out of 10, titling it, They Can Dish It Out, But They Can't Take It. This is from August 9th, 2021. No doubt about it, the Tanners were really selfish in this episode. Danny and Becky especially, being talk show hosts, should understand the way comedians roast people in fun. It's how comedy works, and they've certainly done it themselves over the years. Now, granted, the daughters being joked about doesn't make much sense to the audience, since the crowd doesn't even know them. But then again, I mean, honestly, guys, if you think about it, no one knows the Tanners either, unless they watch Wake Up San Francisco. If they don't, it's almost like, <laughs> we're laughing because it's not us that's being talked about. And the whole thing about, and Joey says this, like, 
someone roasting you is like the highest is a compliment. It's like the highest form of comedy or something of that effect. And I'm just thinking, I wouldn't want someone to roast me. I think I would be very uncomfortable. I think, I mean, I easily would get my feelings hurt. I just, I wouldn't be able to. It's almost like we're putting you on display and we're criticizing every little flaw about you. Every little thing we don't like about you. And it just, but then again, maybe that's just my way of looking at it. So the rest of this review goes, now granted the daughters being joked about doesn't make much sense to the audience since the crowd doesn't even know them. But anyway, not a great episode with a pointless side plot. They were very unreasonable, unreasonable to Joey and his girlfriend in this one. So. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Alright, so. Of course, I'm going to let all the Tanner newbies, a.k.a. new listeners, who have just jumped aboard the Tanner train, a.k.a. the new podcast, I want to say welcome aboard. And I have a whole backlog of episodes of the show for you to peruse while you catch up. I started this podcast back in April of 2019. It will be celebrating in just a couple months' time its fourth anniversary yeah, almost, almost four years. <laughs> uh, a couple things here. I want to let you know the podcast does have a Facebook page. For those of you that want to follow along to know what episodes I'm going to be doing each month, I don't go episode by episode or even by air date. I do themes. I did release a podcast episode about my 2022-2023 podcasting schedule and detailing what themes I will be doing for the remainder of 2023, which means pretty much I'm going to be wrapping up the full house portion of this podcast at the end of this year. And then in 2024, I will be wrapping up the Fuller House portion, which means all the episodes I haven't hit in the last four years, almost four years, I'm just going straight through episodes, you know, season by season, episode by episode that I haven't already covered. So now just because I once I finish the episodes doesn't necessarily mean that the podcast is going to be over. There are plenty of other Full House and Fuller House related things I can do. Compilation video, uh, videos, compilation podcast episodes, rankings of characters, Full House Stephanie books, mini podcast episodes. There are lots of Full House PSAs out there, behind the scenes, just fun stuff like that. Little bonus episodes, if you will. So a lot of you know other things to look forward to. If any of you would like to be heard on the podcast and talk about your Full House or Fuller House memories, what the show means to you growing up, or even now having watched the new show Fuller House as an adult, or even showing the show that you grew up with with your kids, with the new generation, you can email the podcast. Again, the email is omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. You can message the Facebook podcast page as well and also if you haven't yet and you'd like to 
leave a review for the podcast. All reviews, all five-star reviews especially, do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House podcast fans like yourselves. Just search Full House or Fuller House podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Also, the two ways to listen to this podcast are going to basically be iTunes, Apple Podcasts app, or SoundCloud. Alright, without further ado, one last thing. There are a few Full House podcasts out there. However, this is one of those podcasts, aside from one other one, that is currently covering putting out new episodes. The only other Full House podcast I believe that is currently putting out new episodes aside from mine is going to be What's This Full House. I believe that is also a clean Full House podcast. There are others, however, that are not meant for ears of all ages. And when I say ears of all ages, I mean anyone under the age of 18. So just listen with, you know, with caution, with precaution and everything and you guys be the good judge of character of what you feel is appropriate for your children to listen to but I wanted to make this podcast open to ears of all ages where those that have either grown up with the show could listen with their kids around and not have to worry about bad language or inappropriate talk of any kind so all right without further ado let's meet Roxy Martin Joey's latest love interest and the final love interest in the Joey's Ladies series. So of course before we get into the actual episode we have the adorable cold open which is set in Stephanie and Michelle's room. Both girls are doing homework on their beds. Michelle asks Stephanie, Stephanie what's a vowel? And vowel vowel. <laughs> and Stephanie says oh it's anything that's not a consonant. So basically, a vowel is going to be A-E-I-O-U. DJ comes in, and Michelle asks, DJ, what's a consonant? And DJ, of course, again, no, she's no help either. She says, oh, anything that's not a vowel. I'm like, sweetie, wouldn't you learn, have learned this in school? Michelle is just like, Ugh. she ex exhales loudly, like, I'm not getting anywhere with these two. You know what? English is going to be put off to the side. I think it's time for me to work on my math. This bird just comes in off to the side. So I'm guessing there was, you know, since this is a set and everything, someone just let this amazingly gorgeous blue and yellow. I'm, is it a macaw type of bird? It's definitely a, a, just a tropical looking parrot that you would find in like maybe the, a rainforest somewhere. I, I'm not sure where, but somewhere like that. DJ apparently can't find her calculator. She's sifting through Stephanie's bag asking, hey Steph, can I use your calculator? None of these three girls have noticed that this parrot is in the room. <laughs> parrot says, hey, take a hike, toots. And DJ just looks at Stephanie and Salt like, you know, a simple no would have been fine. And the bird whistles and says, I'm a pretty bird and you're not. Like, it's almost like the pair's like, hey, you three in the room, notice me, I'm over here. They are 
uh, oh, D- even DJ's like, because oh, I'm sure they've never seen a parrot in real life unless it was like on TV or like, I mean, other, when are you going to see a parrot in a pet store? And Stephanie is so enthralled with this, this parrot that she takes her glasses off like, oh, wow, what a beautiful parrot. And then she turns to DJ and says, oh, he must be lost. Here comes Comet. He's like, oh, I thought I smelled a bird. Comet starts barking at the parrot. And (laughs) Michelle says, easy, Comet. Don't scare the bird. The bird raises his height up and it extends its wings outward and above. So it's almost like he's probably trying to protect himself. And Comet just turns tail and runs out of the room. (laughs) And I'm sure DJ's like, I think Comet's going to be fine. I think the bird is going to be fine. Comet goes under the, starts whimpering and like ducks under the bed. Yeah, DJ says, I think the bird is safe for now. That's pretty much the cold open. It was cute. I liked it. Steph, what's a vowel? Anything that's not a consonant. DJ, what's a consonant? Anything that's not a vowel. <laughs> I think it's time for me to work on my math. Hey, Steph, can I use your calculator? Hey, take a hike, Tots. Simple no would have been fine. I'm a pretty bird, and you're not. Wow. What a beautiful parrot. You must be lost. Easy, call me. Don't scare the bird. bird is safe for now so we're in the living room and we see the door open and joey comes in with roxy and he's talking about one of the worst places that he ever did stand-up comedy and he says the giggle barn and roxy says fort dodge iowa i played it and Joey asks her, oh, did the dancing chicken open for you? And she says, yep, the chicken killed, I laid the egg. So Joey takes Roxy by the hand as he's leading her towards the kitchen door and asks her, hey, are you ready to meet the family? I mean, I've told them everything about you. And Roxy and Roxy kind of stops in her tracks and she says, oh, what exactly did you tell them? He's like, well, no, nothing bad. He says, yeah, just that you and I have been going out for a couple weeks and that you are the funniest person they'll ever meet in their entire lives. Joey, I'd be like, yeah, I can understand where she's like, I really wish you hadn't have done that. And he, even if in, in his mind it's the truth, it's like, it's hard enough, you know, probably if you're you're serious with somebody and it gets to the point where, okay, let's start introducing each other to each other's families. Because although Joey and she have only been together for two weeks, it's it just, but then it's just you're putting all that pressure on this person. Doubly so by saying, now they're going to expect you to make them laugh because you're a comedian and... They know that you're funny. Oh, my God. I feel feel bad for Roxy. 
Because, yeah, they sit down on the coffee table, and she says, you told them I'm funny? That's what I was afraid of. And he's like, I don't get it. You are funny. What's wrong with that? And she says, yeah, I mean, to you and to my friends and on stage. But whenever I'm around new people and they expect me to be funny, I kind of clam up. And she says, I get I get all flustered and nervous, which, yeah, I can imagine. This is a line that I swear I've heard on many shows where someone is so nervous, they say, I, I sweat in places I didn't even know I have glands. And Joey's like, see, glands, glands are funny, just relax, all right, it'll be fine. And uh, she just, she and Joey get each other. That's what's good. They're both comedians. So, it's like, oh, you are such a goofball. And Joey does his cowardly lion impression. Oh, shucks. <laughs> I can't do that. Well, I'll tell you the worst comedy club I ever played. The Giggle Barn. Fort Dodge, Iowa. I played it. <laughs> hey, did the um, dancing chicken open for you? <laughs> if the chicken killed, I laid the egg. <laughs> So, you ready to meet the family? I've told them everything about you. Uh-oh. What exactly did you tell them? Well, nothing bad. Just that we've been going out for a couple of weeks and that you are the funniest person they'll ever meet in their whole entire lives. You told them that I'm funny? That was what I was afraid of. Well, you are funny. What's wrong with that? Well, yeah, to you and to my friends and on stage. But whenever I'm around new people and they expect me to be funny, I get all flustered and nervous. I clam up. I sweat in places I didn't even know had glands. Glands? See, glands are funny. Just relax, okay? Gosh, I can't believe the chicken was funnier than you. <laughs> You're such a goofball. Well, shucks. <laughs> Put him up. Put him up. <laughs> So now we move to the kitchen. We got Danny having Nikki and Alex <laughs> fold laundry. He's drying dishes. Oh my goodness. He says, oh, you boys are doing such a great job with the laundry. I'm going to, I have such a surprise for you. I'm going to let you help me shelf paper the shelf paper shelf. Gosh, it just makes me think of, remember the episode The Trouble with Danny from, I believe it was season six? And Danny said, oh, as a reward for helping with spring cleaning, I'm going to put shelf paper in all of your closets. And I'm just like, oh, why is that a thing? So Joey brings Roxy in and introduces her to Danny first. Says, this is my best friend in the whole world and Mildew's number one enemy, Danny Tanner. I'm sorry, Danny isn't drying dishes. He's polishing silver because he's wearing yellow rubber gloves. And Dan Danny says, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Joey's been telling us all uh, that you're like the funniest woman in the whole world. Oh, Roxy says, oh, you know how wacky Joey is. And apparently Danny thinks she's going to tell a joke. He's like, no, how wacky is he? And it's like, but he, Danny's not the only one that pulls this. Even Becky is going to. And it's just like, you guys need to not do that. And she, she can't come up with a punchline. She's like, well, he's just incredibly uh, wacky. Danny's like, ah, yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, pretty wacky. 
And apparently Danny's got three kinds of tuna because he asked them if they're hungry. So when Danny's back is turned, Roxy turns to Joey and says, See, Joey, I I told you, Joey, I was so nervous I couldn't think of anything funny. I'm thinking, that's on Danny. Don't, just because you you hear someone's a comedian, don't expect them to try to, like, come up with a joke just because they're a comedian. That's like someone asking me how a certain movie is just because it's playing in a theater that I work at. Like, just because I work in a movie theater, so many I'm seeing every single movie that's playing just for the sake of seeing it. Just the same thing when I worked in a video store. Just because it's out on video doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to watch every single video that comes through the door. Just because I work in a video store. Yeah, just, I'm not doing that. And Joey's like, oh, don't worry about it. You'll get him next time. <laughs> so, Jesse and Becky come down. Jesse's wearing a tinfoil hat or... He's using hot oil on his scalp, I guess, to to help it, to help his hair. He says, till the hot oil treatment reaches full scalp saturation. Is he going to walk around? He looks like half of a baked potato that's covered in foil. Becky says, Jess, you look like a pan of Jiffy Pop. So Joey sees that Becky and Jesse are there because he's like, hey, Beck, uh, Mr. Potato Head, this is Roxy. Mr. Baked Potato Head, this is Roxy. So Jesse, of course, is getting a drink out of the fridge and he's like, oh, hi, yeah, I didn't even know we had company. Joey, why didn't you tell me? Uh, let me explain what's going on here with the tinfoil. My air, hairdresser, Alejandro, he, uh, he found some split ends. It's a terrible thing, so he figures we can fix this with about six hours of hot oil treatment. A lot of words of encouragement, and if you could swing by the church and, you know, light a candle for my hair, that would be awesome, too. Yeah, yeah, and Joey and even Roxy's looking at him like, okay, that is someone that really uh, goes to the ends of the earth for their hair treatment. (laughs) And Becky says, you know, Roxy, it's so nice to meet you. You know, Joey tells us, he keeps telling us how funny you are. And Roxy's like, yeah, he's been spreading the word around. Oh, she says, oh, really? I'll have to thank him later. And she, because Becky asked, well, how'd you get started in comedy? And Roxy says, well, I mean, I don't know. I just, I guess I just came from a funny family. Oh, Becky, ugh. She's pulling a Danny here with a, really? Well, how funny were they? Were? They're not dead. They're pretty much alive. Yes, it seems like comedians probably do. They pull their comedy aspects from either everyday life or past experiences or, you know, growing up. That's where they get their materials from, you know, their experiences. Isn't that kind of like the same thing with write what you know is kind of like you were going to tell jokes, tell jokes that... It's something you have experience and you're not going to talk about like being a dentist and dentist jokes when you, you're you not a dentist. Or, I mean, maybe you talk about your experiences being at one or something. I don't know. She's so nervous. She feels she has to tell a joke. She's like, oh, they were so funny that uh, we laughed regularly. And Becky's like, uh. Good, yeah, that, you know, when it comes to laughter, it's it's uh, good to be regular. 
back. He's like, <laughs> uh, I don't get it. We got Nikki and Alex who are putting their underwear on their head because they want to be like Jesse, who's got the tinfoil hat. It just makes me think it's like right out of the movie Signs from 2002. They're like, we got funny hats. <laughs> And Jesse says, boys, it's it's not, it's we have a guest, okay? It's not polite to wear underwear on your head. One of the twins says, look at your head. And he says, well, foil's acceptable. And Becky tells Nikki and Alice, all right, boys, hand over the BVD berets. What does BVD stand for? I've heard of the term when it comes to, like, referring to underwear, BVD. But what does that term even mean? I think, no! And they run out of the kitchen. Oh, man, you guys are doing such a good job with the laundry. I have a little surprise for you. I'm going to let you help me shelf paper the shelf paper shelf. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, you're in for fun. Oh, Roxy, uh, this is my best pal in the whole world. And Mildew's number one enemy, Danny Tanner. Danny, Roxy, Roxy, Danny. Nice to meet you, Danny. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's, uh, wait one sec. Here, there we are. It's really, really nice to meet you. Joey has just been telling all of us that you're the funniest woman in the world. Well, you know how wacky Joey is. <laughs> no, uh, how wacky is he? Well, he's just incredibly wacky. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty wacky. So, uh, are you hungry? I, I got three kinds of tuna. Thanks. See, I told you, Joey, I was so nervous I couldn't think of anything funny. Oh, don't worry about it. You, you'll get him next time. Yes, how long are you going to wear that thing on your head? Until so the hot oil treatment reaches full scalp saturation, it says right here. You look like a pan of Jiffy Pop. Uh, Beck, Mr. Baked Potato Head, this is Ryan. <coughs> Uh, Mr. Baked Potato Head. What? Oh, hi. Hi, company. I didn't even, I didn't even know. Uh, uh, I guess I should explain the, uh, thing. Uh, my, uh, my, my hairdresser, Alejandro, uh, he found a, a couple of split ends. It's a, a terrible thing. So he figures we can fix this with about six hours of hot oil treatment, a lot of words of encouragement, and if you could, uh, swing by the church on the way home and light a candle for my hair, that wouldn't hurt you. It's so nice to finally meet you. Joey keeps telling us how funny you are. Really? I'll have to thank him later. So, um, how did you get started in comedy? Well, I don't know. I guess I just come from a funny family. Really? How funny were they? Well, um, they were so funny that we laughed regularly. <laughs> really? Well, you know, that's good. You know, when it comes to laughing, it's good to be regular. I got funny hats. Hey, Daffy. Hey, boys, 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 we have a guest. It's, it's not the plight to wear underwear on your head. Hey, your head. Uh, well, okay. Foil's acceptable. 
Boys, hand over the BVD berets. Now! So yeah, the girls come into the kitchen, and Danny says, Oh, girls, I'd like to introduce you to Joey's friend, Roxy. And second of all, now I'd like to ask you, why do you have a parrot on your shoulder? Yeah, the parrot is actually sitting on Stephanie's shoulder. I don't know why. That would make me nervous just because of the size of this parrot and just the idea, like, it could just, uh, I mean, it's right near her ear. And DJ says, oh, he flew right in the window. He must be lost. And that that parrot looks like it weighs almost as much as either Nikki or Alex. So the bird's got a catchphrase, buy now, pay later. And Joey immediately recognizes the parrot as Little Sid. The bird is Little Sid from Big Sid's Electronics Barn. Oh, if he does all those commercials, then odds are the girls have probably seen the parrot too, so why didn't they recognize him? I mean, how many parrots like that are flying around San Francisco willy-nilly? So as soon as the word big reward is out of Joey's mouth, the girls are all, their eyes are like dollar signs. And DJ, being she's the oldest, says, oh, cool, I could use some mall money. And Stephanie says, for me, I saw him first. And of course, Michelle adds, hey, he pooped on my bed. Oh, my gosh. If you think bird poop is bad, can you imagine how much that, that parrot just shoots out of itself? Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, this feels just so much like the Joey's supposed Nolan Ryan rookie card that supposedly could be like worth $10,000 or whatever. Because the girls are, are all arguing. And Danny has to remind them, like, girls, we do have a guest here. No, Joey says, uh, girls, we have company. And DJ says, oh, excuse, I'm sorry. We're really glad to meet you. You know, Joey told us how funny you are. And Roxy says, yeah, he's been spreading the word. Like, she's nervous. Like, they're going to try to uh, get her to, like, tell us a joke. You're a comedian. Make us laugh. Yeah, right on cue. Michelle asks, can you tell us a joke? And, of course, Roxy's like, oh, well, let me see here. Michelle says, oh, I got one. Say knock knock. And, yeah, you think Michelle's going to tell the joke. She's like, Say knock knock. Michelle says, who's there? And Roxy says, oh, shoot, I'm supposed to do the funny part. And Michelle, come on, girl, you're like nine years old at this point. She says, oh, I'm supposed to do the funny part who? Michelle, please. <laughs> Roxy's like, oh, wow, you know what? I, Honey, I, Joey got, look at the time. I, I got that audition. I, I, I don't want to be late for that. So she ducks out of there. <laughs> like, you know what? I got to go. This has been enlightening but I gotta go Michelle she says I don't get it she's not telling oh my gosh I'm sorry but it can just because they're a comedian doesn't mean they're gonna you know as they say bit on command it's like you can't it's like oh you're a comedian make me laugh every word out of your mouth should be a joke because you're a comedian no that's not how that works Joey even volunteers to walk Roxy out. Roxy wants to get out of there. She, oh, no, 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 that's okay, that's okay. It's like, I need to get out of here right now. This is stressing me out. And Michelle says, oh, just don't use that knock-knock joke. Uh-huh, whatever, Michelle. Oh, my gosh. 
And as soon as Roxy leaves, Joey's like, guys, look, I know she wasn't funny now, but you just, you need to see her in her element, in her, in her routine. Come to the Smash Club and, you know, see her stand up. You'll see how funny she's in. She, she, so is, so he's just basically putting her on then. So they're all expecting her to tell jokes. That's, uh, he, that's not right on Joey's part. First, I'd like to introduce you to Joey's friend, Roxy. Hi. Hi. And now I'd like to ask you, why do you have a parrot on your shoulder? She flew right in the window. He must be lost. I know. Pay later. I know. Pay later. Hey, I know this bird. That's little Sid from Big Sid's Electronics Barn. He does all those commercials. I'll bet you Big Sid's offering a big reward for him. Cool. I could use some mall money. For me, I saw him first. He pooped on my bed. Yeah, he went in the bed. I didn't do anything. I know what the child. I know what the child. I know 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 the I'm supposed to do the funny part. Oh, I'm supposed to do the funny part. Who? <laughs> Gee, will you look at the time? Um, I got an audition. I, I don't want to be late. I don't get it. I'll, uh, I'll walk you up. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Okay. Good luck. Have a great audition. Just don't use that knock-knock joke. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Roxy. Bye. You guys, I know she wasn't funny just now, but she was really nervous about meeting all of you. Oh, Joey, everything's okay. She seemed really nice. Yeah, she seemed yeah. very nice. Yeah, but you can't really know her until you see how funny she is. You guys have to see her in her element. Uh, Sunday night is comedy night at the Smash Club. Why don't you guys come and watch her act? Uh oh Okay, you know what? We'll make a night of it. Great. Yeah, it be fun. Cool. Ah, give me a cracker, fathead. Why don't we leave little Sid at home? Why don't you send him back to where he belongs? So, I mean, the fact that the family's like, Joey, she seemed fine. She seemed real nice. I mean, because it's all about him wanting them to see how funny she is. Like, oh my gosh, I mean, if you get and see her in her element, like, it's new comedy night at the Smash Club on Sunday. Check her out. You'll see how funny she is. It's like, why does it all hinge on them seeing how funny she is. I mean, she's a nice person just being herself. She was just stressed out because Joey put so much on her emphasis on the comedy and everything. And she was just like thinking that, and then on top of it, they're like expecting her to just jokes falling out of her mouth. Every other word. But, yeah, we need to no, know, you need to get that bird back where it belongs. Because I'm sure it needs its food. It needs, it's probably stressed out. It's probably, feathers are falling out of its body because it's probably scared. and doesn't know where it is. Now, Danny's on the couch calling for a two-hour dust buster battery. It just seems random. Wouldn't you just buy something like that in a store? I mean, or does he have to special order it from, like, a catalog, apparently? So, 
they dropped off little Sid because DJ comes in with a big Sid's catalog with big Sid and little Sid on the cover. Oh, Steve's there wearing that jacket that DJ got him. And Danny's like, well, how'd the reunion go with the with the bird and uh, Big Sid? And Stephanie says, oh, you should have seen the flapping and squawking. And <laughs> Steve says, oh, yeah, and the bird was pretty excited, too. And DJ, who's got the catalog, says, <laughs> we're getting a big reward. Big Sid said we could get any one thing from his catalog. And DJ's already made up her mind. It's like, so clearly we're going with the big screen TV. I think I didn't put a limit on it. I mean, okay. <laughs> but then again, I, th- I was thinking about that the other day. It's like, yeah, a big screen TV in 1994. Or when was it? Hold on a second. This was in, yeah, it was early 94. I'm thinking by the time 2000 what have you rolls around and flat screens are popping out all over the place, you're trading that big screen for a flat screen, so. And not to mention, I mean, with the way their living room is set up, like a big screen TV, you're going to want to have a, a long enough living room so that way you can get the full effect of a big screen TV. Otherwise, it's just going to look blurry. I mean, I didn't grow up with a big screen TV, so um, I don't know. But I would think for a big screen TV, you want to have a big enough room that it's you're not right up on top of it. And Stephanie starts arguing, saying, not so obviously, we already have a TV. And what bugs me is the fact that Stephanie is so gung-ho about a karaoke machine. Are you kidding me? That's going to be fun for about five minutes. Well, you can go to any bar. Well, no, she can't because she's underage. But uh, they have karaoke machines all over. You can probably even rent a karaoke machine. You don't need to purchase one. Besides, what are you going to do? Just stand in your room and sing karaoke to yourself in the mirror? That's more something you do when you have like a gathering of family members. You're all like, hey, let's do karaoke night or something. The Smash Club probably has karaoke night. There you go. That's your karaoke. You don't need to go out and waste this big reward on a karaoke machine. Oh, this just drives me nuts. And, of course, Stephanie says, oh, I've always wanted one of those. She doesn't know what a karaoke... Michelle doesn't know what a karaoke machine is? Yeah, a karaoke machine... Is this just that sound impressive to me? It shows you the words so you can sing along. You know the Disney sing-along tapes did the same thing? Just buy a bunch of Disney sing-along tapes and sing along to the TV. Boom. There's your karaoke right there. And Michelle says, oh, I knew it sounded cool. And DJ, oh, she is how gung. I, I, I'm with DJ on the, on the, on the DVD player. <laughs> on the uh, big screen. She says, no, what sounds cool is 55 inches of pure viewing pleasure. And she's like, hey, Steve, what do you think about this? And Steve says, hey, those karaoke machines are a lot of fun. Uh, like, it's you're not getting a karaoke machine. And you're not getting a big screen TV either, spoiler alert. And of course, <laughs> I like how DJ side-eyes <laughs> Steve over her shoulder like, excuse me, you better agree with me. And he's like, oh, of course nothing can possibly beat the thrill of watching Willard Scott. Bigger than life right in your own living room. And Steve's like, you know what? I'm just going to flip through the catalog over here. Okay, so clearly 
DJ and Steph are going to get into an argument. She's like, all right, look. Okay, I want the big screen TV and you want the karaoke machine, right? Okay. Yeah, let's decide this fairly. I'm older, TV case closed. And Stephanie pulls Danny and like, you can't do that. Dad, can't you do that? And Danny says, you can't do that. And Stephanie says, yeah, Dad said you can't do that. So um, we got three kids here. This, honestly, the fact that he lets Michelle have this is deciding factor. Like, you know, this little blonde-haired little uh, dumpling over here. Yeah, she's going to get the deciding factor. And I'm just like, this is too much of that counting crows ticket scenario where I wanted to rip my hair out because it was insane the way Danny chose to solve the problem. Much like this. Michelle, honey, it's up to you. You get the deciding vote. And they're like, excuse me? This little Cabbage Patch Girl gets to decide what you get out of the catalog? Uh, yeah, she, <laughs> both Stephanie and DJ are like, Michelle? And Danny says, yeah, you know, the little blonde that lives upstairs. And Michelle, grinning ear to ear, says, that would be me. I mean, honestly, in a way, they weren't really considering her vote in this at all. But Dana's like, hey, neither of you get to decide except for this one here. You know, the one out of three of you that never got to meet your mom. Yeah, yeah that one. <laughs> so I'll need a two-hour dustbuster battery. Thanks. Hey, Dad. Hey. Hey, so how did it go? The two Sids have a happy reunion? Oh, you should have seen the flapping and squawking. Yeah, and the bird was pretty excited, too. <laughs> yeah, and we got a great reward. Big Sid so we could get one thing from his catalog. So, uh, obviously, we're going to go for the big screen TV. Not so obviously. We already have a TV. What we need is a karaoke machine. No, you don't. I always wanted one of those. What is it? <laughs> well, a karaoke machine plays music and shows you the words so you can sing along. Boring. I knew it sounded cool. No, what sounds cool is 55 inches of pure viewing pleasure. What do you think, Steve? Well, you know, those karaoke machines are a lot of fun. <laughs> of course, nothing could possibly beat the thrill of watching Willard Scott bigger than life right in your own living room. I'm just going to flip through the catalog right over here. Okay, I want the big screen TV and you want the karaoke machine. Let's decide this fairly. I'm older, TV case closed. You can't do that, Dad. Can she do that? She can't do that. Dad said she can't do that. Okay, Michelle, sweetie, it's up to you. You have the deciding vote here. Michelle? Yeah, you know, the little blonde who lives upstairs? That would be the... Alright, so we actually look outside of the Smash Club, and there's actually a... I don't know whether they're a bouncer or a door guy, but... They're there. I don't know if they're checking IDs, because once we get inside... Pretty much everyone is, like, 21 and over. Oh, DJ and Kimmy are actually... Oh, and Kimmy's got her really cool-looking, uh, colorful vest. DJ tells Kimmy, Kimmy, you got table six. And Kimmy says, no way, I don't want those losers. They complain, they're horrible tippers, and they treat me like a slave girl. 
DJ's, I'm fine, I'll take them. Oh, the, <laughs> well, there, that explains it. Because we got Jesse, Becky, Danny, Stephanie, and Michelle taking up two tables. So now we go backstage with Roxy and Joey. Roxy says, oh, I hope your family really likes me tonight. I did work them into my act. And Joey says, oh, that's great. They're going to love that. I think that uh, Roxy might be in the running for her fringish looking tan jacket. I, I kind of dig it. It's pretty cool. So Jesse's like, okay, you ready? It's now or <laughs> and Roxy says, oh, 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 it's now or never. And Jesse's like, well, it's actually now. So Kimmy comes out of nowhere because Jesse's like, <laughs> and Kimmy says, hey, boss man, we're out of napkins. You think she just appeared out of the ether? <laughs> oh my God, she's just so rude to her still. Well, this is the thing. He's always been like this. But apparently their conversation in the stock room during another show, another, or another opening, another no-show episode. <laughs> Proved to just go by the wayside. He's like, well, all, all right, I'll take care of it. Run along, Kimmy. Get lost. She says, oh, okay, thanks for the pep talk. Oh, my gosh, she puts her hand on his shoulder and says, you're a real motivator. Kimmy, you got table six. Losers. They complain, the horrible tippers, and they treat me like a slave girl. Fine, I'll take them. Hi, what can I get you? Oh, I hope your family likes me tonight. I worked them into the act. That is so great. They're going to love that. <laughs> uh, okay, enough of that, enough of that. You ready? Well, it's now or never. Well, actually, it's, it's now. Hey, boss man. Oh. We're out of napkins. Oh, well, all right. I'll take care of it. Yeah, run along, Kimmy. Get, get lost. Okay. Thanks for the pep talk. You're a real motivator. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so Jesse gets up on stage getting ready to announce Comedy Night at the Smash Club and introduce Roxy Martin. However, he does have to mention... We are doing away with paper napkins. It is use your sleeve night here at the Smash Club. And apparently they think that's a joke because they're laughing. <laughs> so Roxy comes out and immediately she's like, hey, thank you. Well, I'm in a great mood tonight because I'm in a new relationship. Hi, Joey. And she's kind of starts by having Joey into her act saying, you know, my friend's always asking, you know, how can you go out with a guy who's so obsessed with cartoons? And I say, hey, there's more to Joey than just silly voices and impressions. There's also rude noises. <laughs> we cut over to Joey. He's doing the fake, like, oh, <laughs> with a hand up through the mouth. Like, <sighs> and, of course, she gets ready to, you know, you brought the family down here tonight, guys. Guys, take a bow. Stand up. Take a bow. Oh, of course, yeah, Stephanie, take a bow. <laughs> no one else stands up, so that way the, they'll all know who uh, to laugh at when Roxy starts uh, roasting them in her act. Oh, here we go. Straight off the gate. Let's go after Danny and Becky. So it's, oh, I, I'm sure you recognize Danny Tanner and Rebecca Donaldson from Wake Up San Francisco. First applause for those that probably watch the show. And oh, here we go. <laughs> 
he's Roxy says, "Oh, I I've seen that show. <laughs> Go back to bed, San Francisco." <laughs> you cut to just the reaction of Danny and Becky, just like, "Excuse me, <laughs> did I hear that right?" Oh, I okay, that is um wow. <laughs> She really starts digging in there. She says, you know, unfortunately, when you meet them in person, <laughs> there's no mute button. <laughs> Look, Becky is just jaw on the floor in shock. And Danny's like, I'm sure Danny's like, well, no, I regret saying she's a nice, sweet person. <laughs> Who is this girl? And you, you see D Joey kind of in the background, kind of like, <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, well, because... I don't think that the Tanners have experienced this type of comedy, and they surely haven't been on the receiving end of this type of comedy before. Now she pulls the girls into the fray, saying, Oh, Danny has three daughters, DJ, Stephanie, and Michelle. And you know they have fights that most sisters have. Eye gouging, hair pulling, and the occasional ball peen hammer to the head. They're like the Three Stooges in pantyhose. Um, none of those kids are wearing pantyhose. He cut to DJs. Looks like, good grief. What, it's almost like a, she's offended. Like, what did I ever do to this lady? Why is she personally attacking me? But apparently Michelle <laughs> finds it hilarious. Like, <laughs> And Stephanie has to tell Michelle, like, Michelle, she's making fun of us and people are laughing. That's not funny. Oh my god. Because Michelle's laughing, you cut over to Danny, Becky, and Jesse, and they are looking at Michelle like, Michelle, stop. No, DJ's the one that says, Michelle, that's not funny. She's making fun of us. Yeah, she's making us look like dorks. Oh, Michelle, that, that moment that Stephanie says, she's making us look like dorks. Michelle immediately freezes, and she is, like, death rage just out of her eyes right at Roxy. And just, like, arms folded, like, the nerve. Like, you're gonna get yours later, lady. If I got anything to say about it, I'm Michelle Tanner. Oh, here we go with Jesse. The one thing you do not want to insult, it's his hair. Because Roxy says, oh, what can I say about Jesse? He has great hair. He also has enough oil on his head to join OPEC, which I don't know what OPEC is or what it stands for. Oh, here we go. Yeah, she says, you know the spill last summer? That was Jesse rinsing out his comb. Oh, lady. Jesse is literally a, a seconds away from He is getting ready to rise out of his chair and like go up to the stage. and like, oh, you know what? We're cutting it off. You're, you're done. Mm-mm. Becky has to, like, grab a hold of Jesse's arm to restrain him. And, like, honey, just let her finish. Joey, oblivious, says, hey, I told you guys she's funny. <laughs> she's killing it up there. Yeah, you see Becky look up at Joey and, like, does it look like we're laughing at all? Do you, we find that, do you think we find this funny at all? And Joey realizes, like, uh, and you're not laughing. Like, why would they? And Becky says, no, we're not. But thanks for inviting us, Joey. What's next? A beating in the parking lot? I'm surprised they didn't just get up and walk out like, we're done here. D Danny looks like he's, like, in tears. He is that stressed out. 
honestly, I mean, if this is her kind of humor, Joey probably should have warned them. Granted, he didn't know until the last minute that she was going to, in, you know, put them into her act. But if this is her kind of humor, again, a heads up would have been nice. Smash Club. Uh, now, I have an announcement to make uh, in our ongoing effort to preserve the environment. Uh, we're doing away with all paper napkins. It's uh, use your sleeve night here at the Smash Club. <laughs> okay, thanks. Now, uh, now up is, is a very funny and talented young lady. Uh, let's give a big hand for Roxy Martin. Well, I'm in a great mood tonight because I'm in a new relationship. Hi, Joey. <laughs> you know, my friends always ask me, how can you go out with a guy who's so obsessed with cartoons? And I say, hey, there's more to Joey than just silly voices and impressions. There's also rude noises. <laughs> <laughs> he brought the family down tonight, guys. Guys, take a bow. Stand up, take a bow. Danny Tanner and Rebecca Donaldson from Wake Up San Francisco. I've seen that show, Go Back to Bed, San Francisco. Oh, unfortunately, when you meet them in person, there's no mute button. Danny has three daughters, DJ, Stephanie, and Michelle, and you know, they have fights that most sisters have. You know, eye gouging, hair pulling, an occasional ball peen hammer to the head. Jesse and Becky spending time with Nikki and Alex making Play-Doh. And of course, the big question on Nikki and Alex's minds are, where's Joey? And Becky has to explain to them, well, honey, Joey has a new friend and he's been spending a lot of time with her. And the boys start chanting, we want Joey! We want Joey! Is it just me, or is John Samos breaking character there? Because he is starting to grin at this. And Je Je Jesse's like, oh, boys, boys, okay. Look, I know I know you like Joey. You like making animal noises with Joey because he makes all the funny noises. But hey, your old man knows how to make some funny animal voices, too. Hey, your old man's been known to make a few funny noises in his time. Like, all right, uh, you, 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 give me an animal. Just any animal right off the top of your head. Go ahead. 
Hippopotamus. Uh, okay. Oh my gosh, you want <laughs> This reminds me of an episode of Tiny Toons where this guy is singing a children's song of animal noises and asking for uh, a, a person, one of the kids to give him a, like, give me another animal. What's another animal? And they give him some obscure, like, giraffe or some that you probably wouldn't know what. It's not like it's a bear or a gorilla or something that, has, or a lion, something that you would be able to distinguish its sound from any other animal. But you get some random off the wall, like, oh, um, an anteater or something. <laughs> and, and Jesse, I mean, good on him. He does try to do a hippopotamus with wh whatever he can pull from the depths of his his mind. <laughs> Of what a hippopotamus probably would sound like. <laughs> Becky is trying not to to laugh at this. I'm a big fat muddy hippopotamus. Like, mmm, it does not land with these kids. They want funny voices. Aren't you stating what you are? <laughs> John Stamos is really trying to get through this without <laughs> busting a gut laughing. Yeah, the boys are not happy. They're like, what do you want, Joey? What do you want, Joey? And here comes Joey. Speak of the devil. Here he is. <laughs> Yay, Joey's here. Yay, Joey's coming right through the door. How about that? Like right on cue. Start clapping. Like, oh, Joey, thank goodness you're here. The boys uh, didn't really think too much of my hippopotamus. Jesse's hippo is really kind of lame -o. So, seems like apparently it's been a couple days and... Joey's like, well, I mean, it's been a couple days, but I see you guys got your sense of humor back. I'd be like, excuse me? That's what you call what Roxy was doing? I mean, next time you're gonna, you know, have someone, you know, put your family into their act, why don't you give them a heads up that they're going to roast you, and by roast, I mean insult you in front of strangers. Yeah, and Jesse was like, Roxy, she ambushed us up on that stage. We didn't know she was going to do that. Even Danny. Danny, I don't know where he came from out of the ether. Just magically appeared in the kitchen. And Danny says, well, I mean, I wouldn't say ambushed is so as much as bushwhacked. And Joey is like, Danny, come on, really? And Danny says, oh, excuse me, Joey. I'll just, maybe I'll just press my mute button. And Joey's just telling him they don't understand. When a comic makes a joke about you, it's the highest compliment. And what realm or universe is that relevant? I don't get that. I wouldn't want that. I don't care if that's supposed to be a compliment. I wouldn't want it directed at me. And Becky says, well, Joey, I mean, she really embarrassed us. And we, we didn't think it was funny. Joey is flat out taking offense to this. He's like, well, if you don't think she's funny, that's the same thing as saying you don't like her. Do you guys not like her? That is not what they're saying at all. They're not saying they don't like her as a human being. They don't like that they were roasted. It's almost like he's, he's giving them an ultimatum. It's like, fine, just say you don't like her. Oh, you don't like her? Okay, fine. Well, I'm not going to live here. I'm not going to live here then if you guys don't like her. Like, if you don't want to hang around her, well, then there's no reason for me to stay here. 
Like, Joey, what, 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 where, do, how do we get here? He's going from like zero to 60 in a half a second. Yeah, he's like, hey, he is flat out giving them ultimatums. Like, hey, if you guys don't want to be around her, then fine. But you're not going to be around me. I'm not going to hang around here. Why is it? It's like, it's all or nothing. It's like, if you don't say you like her, then you're not, I'm not going to hang around here. He's known her for two weeks. He's known this family for how long? And the thing is that this family, normally when we get people outside of the family coming in, I mean, look at what Cindy and Rusty from season four, right? Rusty, I don't know, maybe that's not the best example. But, I mean, they were accepting of Cindy, and, I mean, Rusty was a pain, but they got over it, and they, like, well, Danny, you know, she, and, you know, Cindy and Rusty are important to Danny, so we'll just, I don't know, I don't know, maybe this isn't the best comparison. It's not like they're horrible to outsiders, I mean, but... They, they were fine with her until she did that. Like, we don't have a problem with her. So, they're willing to do whatever they have to to keep Joey in their lives. They're like, well, Joey, uh, all right, well, maybe we're a little oversensitive about a couple points. And Joey says, yeah, well, maybe Roxy shouldn't have made fun of the girls. Well, that's another thing. They're kids. I mean, yeah, they shouldn't have been, she shouldn't have been poking fun at the adults, but... The girls are children. You could have kept them out of the act. They did not need to be included in that. Like, oh, because you live in the house, they live in the house too, so they're fair game. Uh-huh. And Jesse says, no, I was talking about my hair. The crack's about my hair. And it's almost kind of like the, they're throwing Joey a bone here, saying, like, Joey, look, Roxy's important to you. She's important to us, all right? We'll, we'll give her another chance. And it's like, yeah, won't we use, like, meet the non-comedy aspect of Roxy, where she's not on display with the comedy and everything, and get to know her as a person outside of her occupation. So, yeah, Danny's like, hey, look, won't we got off on the wrong foot. Why don't we do Come on, let's, let's have, basically, let's have a do-over, right? Okay. Then... Joey imitates Ren from Ren and Stimpy. I never watched that show. It was never anything that uh, I was ever big on. That and honestly Beavis and Butthead, I never got into that either. Hey, Joey's happy and they're happy that he's happy. So and he's talking to them again. So. so Joey leaves and Jesse says, well, this should be interesting. Roxy's coming over for dinner. And... Danny's like, well, what are, what are we going to make for her? And Becky, I guess, I don't know why the writers had wrote, because uh, she's imitating this Ren character saying, anything but big wet waffles. Like, ugh, oh my gosh. Even Jesse looks at her like, honey, please. Give that to Joey. Okay, boys, you ready? We're going to make animals out of this Play-Doh, okay? Here's your animal. There you go. Where's Joey? <laughs> Well, honey, Joey has a new friend, and he's been spending a lot of time with her. We want Joey! 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 Okay, all right, all right, boys, 
I know, I know. You like uh, making animals with Joey because he makes all the funny noises. But, uh, hey, your old man's been known to make a few funny noises in his time. <laughs> you know that? I, uh, you guys, uh, give me an animal. Just, just, just give me any animal. Right off the top of your head. Go ahead, shoot. Hippopotamus. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll, uh, <clears throat> I'll try to do an hippopotamus. <clears throat> <clears throat> you're here we really could use your help jesse's hippo is kind of lame play with you guys later well it took a couple days but i see you got your sense of humor back come on joey roxy uh she ambushed us up there on that stage right danny uh i wouldn't say ambush so much as bushwhacked come on danny oh sorry maybe i'll just press my mute button <laughs> don't understand when a comic makes a joke about you it's the highest compliment well joey she really embarrassed us and we didn't think it was funny well if you don't think she's funny that's the same thing as saying you don't like her <laughs> is that what you guys are saying all right fine no i get it well i don't know how to tell you guys this but if you don't want to be around her you're not going to be around me joey joey <laughs> All right, maybe, maybe we were oversensitive about a couple points. Yeah, maybe Roxy shouldn't have made fun of the girls. I was talking about my hair. <laughs> Joey, if Roxy's important to you, she's important to us. Yeah, you know what, buddy? Let's give it another shot. What do you say we invite her over for dinner tonight, huh? It's a good yeah. idea. You sure? Absolutely. Oh, Stimpy, you couldn't make me happier if you spank me with a big wet waffle. Well, this should be interesting. Roxy's coming over for dinner. What the heck are we going to make for her? Anything but big wet waffles. So now we go up to the girls' room. We have... I wonder why this little TV was on that table. It's for late, yeah, for this scene. Michelle's watching a little TV. DJ comes in like, oh, hey, what you watching? Uh, and Michelle says, oh, I'm watching cartoons. And DJ, of course, uses this as the opportunity to say, you know, everything looks so small. I've, everyone look, Everything looks like ants. Thought it was a commercial for an ant farm. So, yeah, imagine, Michelle, having a big screen TV. You wouldn't have to sit so close. You could watch Tiny Toons and everything wouldn't look so tiny. Stephanie comes in. It's like, DJ, what are you doing? And DJ is like, oh, well, I'm just talking to my little sister. It's like, uh-huh. Yeah, right. I noticed that you're kind of cozied up to her while she's watching that little TV. I wouldn't be surprised if you were telling her how great it would be to have a big screen TV. Uh-huh. You're trying to talk Michelle into getting the big screen TV. And, of course, since DJ doesn't share a room with Michelle, she tells Stephanie, so what if I am? I mean, you're probably working on her night and day since you share a bed, like, four feet across the room from her. 
whispering in her ear in the middle of the night, karaoke machine, karaoke machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Stephanie's one is like, yeah, right. Like, I'm sitting there at 3 in the morning whispering in her ear, karaoke machine, karaoke machine. And Michelle looks at Stephanie and says, that was you doing that. Like, well, it ain't DJ, that's for sure. So, DJ and Stephanie on either side of Michelle start going, karaoke machine, big screen. And they keep, they're like literally right on either side of her face. And she's like, Dad, help me! Make the voices stop! And Danny's like, all right, Michelle, get out to the car. I'm going to follow you. Girls, you need to step away from your sister. <laughs> oh, my God. And then as soon as Michelle is out of the room and out of the house, both DJ and Stephanie run over to the window and start shouting big screen TV karaoke machine out the window. Yeah, Danny says, I'm taking you down to Big Sid's, Michelle, and you and you alone are going to make the decision. The thing that she buys is something that probably could have been thrown in for free, along with whatever. You could have had anything in that catalog. Anything, Michelle. And you chose something that costs less than $5 to create. Yeah, and both DJ and Stephanie are like, Dad, you can't do that. It's not fair. And Danny says, yeah, without Siskel and Ebert screaming in your ear, Michelle. Michelle, go, make a run for it. <laughs> hey, what are you watching? Tekken. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, everything looks so small, I thought it was a commercial for an ant farm. Imagine having a big screen TV. You know, you could watch Tiny Toons, and everything wouldn't look so tiny. doing? Just talking to my sister. I know what you're up to. You're trying to talk Michelle into getting the big screen TV. So what if I am? You're working on her day and night. Yeah, right. Like I'm sitting there at three in the morning whispering in her ear, karaoke machine, karaoke machine. That was you. <laughs> big screen. Karaoke. Big screen. Karaoke. Big screen. Karaoke. DJ, Stephanie, move away from your sister. Okay, sweetheart, we're going to settle this once and for all. I am taking you down to Big Sid's, and you and you alone are going to make the decision, okay? Without Cisco and Ebert screaming in your ear. Okay, quick, get in the car. Go, 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 go. Not another word. Get in the car, Michelle, I'm coming. Michelle comes in, screams for DJ and Stephanie, saying, we're back. DJ and Stephanie run into the living room. We're like, did you get the big screen? Did you get the karaoke? And Michelle puts a hand up to stop them. like, nope. Danny comes in with a cardboard cutout stand-in of Big Sid and Little Sid on his shoulder. And Danny puts the cardboard cutout down, says, well, Michelle found something, finally found something that she liked. It'd be like somebody won a million dollars and they blew it all on magic beans. Because DJ's like, uh, uh, you're kidding me, right? And Stephanie says, that's it? Michelle says, pretty cool, huh? Yeah, what were you thinking, Michelle? 
<laughs> Michelle decided this is something we can all enjoy. We'll always remember little Sid. And big Sid's kind of cute too. Danny says, well, I'm sorry, girls. It was Miss Michelle's decision. Why? 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 You could have just put the names in a hat, drew out a name, and said, okay, the, the name of the person I pick is the one who gets a pick out of the catalog. Personally, Danny lobbied for the washer-dryer, which he's got a washer and dryer, which whether or not it's on his last legs, who knows. Michelle's reasoning is ridiculous. She says, this way we could always remember little Sid. You could visit that bird whenever you want. You can go right down there to Big Sid's electronic barn and go visit the bird if you want to see it. You don't need a cardboard stand-in to stare at all the time. Remember that one time this bird flew in our bedroom window and it pooped on my bed? And we got the opportunity to get whatever we wanted out of this man's catalog and we chose the cardboard cutout instead? Ugh. <laughs> Jesse and Becky come in, and Becky notices the cardboard standing right away and says, Hey, what's Big Sid little? <laughs> what's Big Sid doing here? And apparently he lives here now. Michelle says, He lives here now. Jesse says, Well, I mean, we could always prop it up in the window to scare the Amway lady. <laughs> Alright, so we hear a car door shut outside. Danny tells the rest of the family, Okay, that would be Joey and Roxy. Guys, we want to be really nice to her, okay? And DJ says, but Dad, she insulted us. And Dan's, look, I know that, but Joey really likes her. And we want Joey to stay living here, so we need to be nice to her. We got to give her a second chance. Let's be good sports and show her somehow that we really like her. She'll ask, well, how do we do that? Well, uh, I guess a good way would be to laugh at all her jokes. Like, well, what if they're not funny? Laugh anyway. Yeah, Jesse says, look. Your dad's right, okay? If we want to keep Joey in our lives, we have to laugh with we've never laughed before. Mitchell does this weird power laugh. <laughs> I've never laughed like that before. <laughs> DJ! Stephanie, we're back! Did you get the big scream? Karaoke? Nope. <laughs> big scream, I have to be delivered. Michelle finally found someone that she liked. That's it? Pretty cool, huh? Who are you thinking? I decided this is something we can all enjoy. I'm sorry, girls. It was Michelle's decision. Personally, I, I lobbied for the washer-dryer. This way, we could always remember little Sid. Big Sid's kind of cute, too. we could prop it up in the window and scare the heck out of the Amway lady. Okay, that would be Joey and Roxy. Now, guys, we want to be really nice to her, okay? But, Dad, she insulted us. I know that, but Joey really cares about her. We got to give her a second chance, okay? Let's just be good sports and, and show her somehow that we really like her. How do we do that? Well, I guess a, a good way would be to laugh at all of her jokes. What if they're not funny? Laugh anyway. <laughs> Your dad's right. If we want to keep joy in our lives, we're going to have to laugh like we never laughed before. Uh, what was that? I never laughed like that before. Please don't do that again, ever. 
now we go outside to the front porch and Roxy is asking why are we doing this they don't like me and Joyce oh no they just they don't know you like I know you you got to give them another chance and she says well I just don't want to bond with your family again and I'm thinking well just don't uh, insult them and like you did in your act a roasting yeah Joyce says look this time don't don't worry about being funny just you know be yourself be truthful and honest because yeah be open and honest and everything will work out just fine so now yeah you can see how this is gonna backfire easily we got one side of the coin where it's like laugh at her jokes even if they're not funny and Joey's saying be open and honest basically it's like anything that comes out of Roxy's mouth no matter what it is just laugh and Roxy yeah she's just so nervous she's like are you sure and he says yeah I'm sure I mean well then again I'm sure that the chicken McLiver was gonna take off I'm sure that was never a thing if it was then uh, shame on Mickey D's like me. Oh no, uh, they just don't know you like I know you. You gotta give them another chance. They just don't want to bond with their family again. Well, then uh, this time, don't worry about being funny. Just be open and honest and everything will work out just fine. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. Well, then again, I was sure that the chicken McLiver was gonna take off. <laughs> <laughs> A famous fried chicken and mini corn nibblers. Basically corn on the cob cut in half. She wants to commit to a complete big ear of corn. I like the nibblers. They're easy. They're handheld. Simple. And he says, that looks good for us. Well, it is fried chicken. I don't know what to tell you. Everyone's like, oh, look who's here. It's Jesse and, or it's Joey and Roxy. Hey, Roxy, I hope you like chicken. And Roxy says, oh, I'm a big chicken person. Everyone starts laughing. It's like, Guys, that wasn't a joke. Not everything out of her mouth is a joke. Joey looks at them like, okay, who are you and what have you done with my family? Uh, big chicken f person. <laughs> You're quick, young lady. You really are. Uh, Jesse. You're a grown adult. You know what a joke is. And that clearly wasn't one. Even Becky, come on now. And, yeah, when she sits down, she's like, oh, I'm glad you guys are still talking to me after what happened the other night at the club. I forget sometimes that I can uh, hurt people's feelings. Yeah, I forget sometimes that a joke can hurt as much as slamming your finger in a car door. Uh, well, uh, I don't know. I mean, if you, if you put it up against that, I mean, my good grief. But apparently, again, they think that's a joke, and they're laughing. I don't know why Dan- it says in subtitles, Danny's imitating Johnny Carson. Oh, there's funny, funny stuff. And Joey says, you know, I get- I think what Roxy is trying to say is she would never intentionally want to hurt anyone's feelings because she knows what that's like. And Roxy does bring up the fact that due to, you know, her, her voice, you know, she- would get teased a lot as a kid because her voice was squeaky sounding. Yeah, she says it's true. When I was a little girl, people used to make fun of my voice. Other kids used to call me squeaky. And again, here we go with the laughter. Of course, DJ's like, <laughs> squeaky, I'll have to remember that one. <laughs> and Joey is just getting a little perturbed. He's like, 
What is wrong with you guys? Here, Roxy's trying to be open and honest. I think you guys would be a little more understanding. Yeah, Michelle says, nothing. We're just laughing at Squeaky's jokes. Yeah, Joey says, Roxy's not trying to tell jokes. She's trying to be open and honest with you. And DJ says, well, I'm sorry. We thought you were being funny. God, DJ, you were how old? Come on. I mean, I understand what Joe, J J Danny was trying to do with the whole, but you guys know what a joke is, don't you? You must. You live with Joey. Not everything out of Joey's mouth is a joke. Just like not everything coming out of Roxy's mouth is a joke. There's no inflection there, meaning it's supposed to be a joke. Not every comedian is going to be on all the time trying to make people laugh. They're just trying to show you that we like you, apparently. And Joey's like, how? By making fun of her and laughing at her? And Danny says, well, Joey, you made it seem like the only way to show Roxy that we like her is to laugh at her jokes. And Roxy comes at Joey with like, well, Joey, you told me not to tell any jokes. It's like, guys, we all kind of got off on the wrong foot here. I think we need to, uh, we need to backtrack and basically start over again. A clean slate. And Joey apologizes to Roxy. Like, Roxy, I'm sorry. I mean, when I told you not to be funny, to be open and honest, I, I, I thought it would take the pressure off of you so that you could be funny. This is confusing for me. And, of course, Stephanie's confused. Like, I, I'm confused, too. Because she has, oh, Joey, what's the big deal about being funny? And Joey kind of harkens us back to us, like, you guys know growing up I didn't have a lot of friends. And I used humor to kind of, uh, as a way to make friends. Hey, it's like, you guys know, when I was a kid, I moved around a lot. It's my way to get people to like me. I really like what Becky says here. She's like, Joey, if you never did your bullwinkle or gargled your Kool-Aid or said another funny thing your whole life, we would still love you because you're you. And Roxy says, well, I haven't said a funny thing all night. You guys must be crazy about me. It's like, yeah, you're pretty cool. But I mean, honestly, just now that they've kind of, you know, with cleared the air basically about this whole thing like guys come on let's just let's start over again like like get to know roxy let her be in her element and just kind of get to know her as a person and if you know she can tell a joke that isn't in a, in a way of roasting another person then great because there's more to humor th than you know I mean, honestly, I feel like there's humor can be made more than just you're making fun at someone else's expense. It's like, you, there's, yeah. I mean, I have more to situation than you aiming at someone else. That's just me, though. But yeah, Joey's like, hey, why don't we start over, guys? This is Roxy, Roxy, this is everybody. And I like how Joey, sh uh, Danny shakes Roxy's hand and says, you know, hi, Roxy. Joey's told us absolutely nothing about you. <laughs> oh, what's that no making out at the dinner table? Was that Jesse? <laughs> Famous fried chicken. Chicken, the chicken. Boy, everybody, look who's here. Hi. 
She would never say anything to hurt anyone because she knows how it feels. It's true. When I was a little girl, people used to make fun of my voice. Other kids used to call me Squeaky. <laughs> <laughs> Squeaky, I have to remember that one. <laughs> what is wrong with you guys? Nothing. We're just laughing at Squeaky's jokes. <laughs> Roxy's not trying to tell jokes. She's trying to be open and honest with you. I'm sorry. We thought that you were being funny. We were just trying to show you that we like you. By laughing at her? Well, Joe, you made it seem like the only way to show Roxy that we like her was to laugh at her jokes. Well, Joe, you told me not to tell any jokes. Roxy, I'm sorry. I, when I told you not to be funny and to be open and honest, I, well, I thought it would take the pressure off you so that you could be funny. Joey, what's the big deal about being funny? Well, you guys know, when I was a kid, I moved around a lot, and that was my way to get people to like me. Joey, if you never did your bullwinkle or gargled your Kool-Aid or said another funny thing your whole life, we would still love you. That's right, buddy. Oh, thanks, guys. Well, I haven't said a funny thing all night. You guys must be crazy about me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, why don't we start over? Um, Roxy, these are the guys. Guys. Roxy. Roxy, nice to meet you. Joey's told us absolutely nothing about you. <laughs> All right, so that was the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I enjoyed getting to know Roxy. So, best outfit? I honestly think I want to give... I'm going to give it to... Jesse's red flannel plaid shirt. Um, Runner-up. I want to give it to Stephanie's wearing like a black vest with like a kind of a blue thermal shirt underneath. So that's second runner-up. Third runner-up, I want to give it to Roxy's tan jacket when she's doing the stand-up. Worst outfit? Mm. I was like going to say I don't have one. So, Tanner Teachable moment for this episode is that uh, if you want to make a good impression, just don't uh, put someone on display like the way that Joey is just like, I mean... With Roxy being a comedian and everything, like, oh, I've been telling them how funny you are, and then people are expecting it. It's just, I think it's easier just when you meet someone just to, like, kind of go in not knowing a whole lot, I, I would think. Otherwise, just, we don't want a Joey, Roxy, situ- Tanner situation when it comes to 
But again, that is something, it's, it's nerve wracking when you're introducing a special someone to relatives, you want it to go over nice. We just go in there without any expectations. Probably the, the best way to go. Um, as, as far as, I mean, when it comes to the way that Danny handled that whole thing with that bird and the reward, it's like, no, I still feel like, put the girl's names in a hat or whatever, and pull a name out, whosoever name, they get to choose what it's gonna be. I just, or I would have said, or another one is just like, hey, you can get something, but you all gotta agree on what it's gonna be. That's, uh, or have the whole family okay the whole family is going to decide what it is but um it's just no it just, it just feels like exactly like those counting crows tickets like danny's saying like oh michelle's gonna go to the concert a six-year-old girl does not need to go to a counting crows concert i'm sorry but no so all right so if I had to rank the three ladies, and I know I didn't do that for Jesse's ladies, but um, with, of course, at the bottom, dead last, Patricia Fogarty, number one spot, I'm giving it to Stacy from Joey and Stacy, no, yeah, Jesse, and then of course, second spot is going to be Roxy, like, yes. Joey didn't tell them the type of comedy that she does, and she just kind of firebombed up there and just really took them all by surprise. They weren't expecting that, and it's just like, I know that she wanted them to like her, just, I wouldn't have included them in my act if you're trying to make them like, no, so, yeah, definitely Stacy, then Roxy. Then, of course, Patricia Fogarty, like, best to worst. Now, if I had to do that for Jessica, because there's so many, you had Karina, you had Roxana, you had Samantha and Robin. So I'm going to say definitely, because none of them, they were all, like, one-off, one-episode-only characters. I'm going to say... Samantha, then Robin, then Roxana, but I would have put Karina last because she ended up getting together with Joey anyway. So, so okay. Then next for the month of March that we are going to be focusing on is Good Girls and Bad Boys. And the first episode, since we're only doing three, I'm going to be saving season four's Girls Just Want to Have Fun for Candace Cameron's birthday in April. So we're going to be kicking it off with Pete from season five, Five's a Crowd, which is season five, episode... 23! Oh my gosh, they saved that one for close to the end of the season. <laughs> that episode aired March 31st, 1992. In this episode, Danny, Jesse, and Joey searched the drive-in for DJ, who was out with a boy who's never heard the word no. Well, Kimmy Gibbler has been left to babysit Nikki and Alex, but it's Stephanie who ends up doing all the work. Spoiler alert! So, look forward to that. Also, after that, we will be covering... 
we'll be meeting Bobby from season eight, making out it's hard to do, and then following it up with Ryan from All Stood Up, Ryan played by Andrew Keegan. All right, so look forward to that in March, and I will be back in March. Everyone have a wonderful rest of February. If you want to email the podcast, again, that email address is omhcfhfhpodcast.gmail.com. And if you'd like to, go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, search Full House or Fuller House Podcast and leave a review. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. Bye-bye, everyone.